Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Well, what's up, everybody? Back with another episode of the Dr. Dad's podcast. I'm here with my partner in crime, who we uh, confessed our love for each other in the last <laughs> intro. So we won't go there again, everybody, but uh, uh, I love you, man, and it's good to see you again. I think we do that a lot, and I love you too, uh, man. <laughs> gotta, gotta appreciate the bromance, man. That's true. D- distance and time makes the heart grow fonder, right? There you go. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> we'll leave it at that for today. We can we can always bring him back in more on subsequent podcasts. But um, you know, in the summertime, what we found is that there's it's a little harder to 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 get the guests to to lock in where everybody's got a different schedule. But this has been nice because you and I get a chance to you know hit home some details and touch on some concepts that that we incorporate in our practice and uh, that we want to share with people. And so. The last one was great, man. I mean, sharing information on, you know, the plantar vault as you did and the whole structural imbalances and the weaknesses that can show up in the, in, in those muscles and the feet and how it can, you know, parlay into everything else in the body. I think that was, that was great information. So I'm looking forward to more weeks like this with you, where we get a chance to just share some of these, these tidbits. And so, um, so let's talk, present a little bit about why you wanted to discuss the topic that we're going to discuss today. And then, and then let's just jump right in. So I've been kind of, I had another itch and it was to talk about metabolic and glandular typing. And this is something that I spend a whole lot of time with, with all of my practice members, because it's such an important thing for us all to understand about ourselves. And there's so many benefits of understanding this information from leveling up your consciousness to help you be more self-aware to deal with stress in life, to understanding like kind of what your pet peeves are and why maybe you get stressed out and maybe how to avoid stressing yourself out. If you can control those aspects, you know, knowing, you know, kind of where your role plays a little bit in like the bigger picture, I mean, all the way to like which partners you might get along with better. And, you know, there's just a lot of information here and you'll see we're not, we can't cover it all, but we're going to focus on some of the good pieces that I like focusing on with my patients because it can be life-changing, right? Like I'm always talking about finding more consciousness awareness with yourself and from a stress resiliency and stress management place, right? So we can be better. This is a good place to start for people. It's just knowing yourself better. Yeah. I love how you present that. I mean, and and there's sort of the motto of for the physician to know thyself, right? And I think that's not just a physician thing. That's a humanity thing. I mean, we would do a much better job on this planet individually and in our communities and our families if we had a better, stronger, more, um, you know, awareness about the individual that we are and maybe some of our consistencies or where we move into dysfunction and where we can come back into balance. So yeah, this is going to be a great topic. So let's should we just start off with like labeling maybe the, the different types and then maybe diving into each one or what do you think? Yeah, let's just talk about the four types and then we'll kind of go from there and play off of a couple of them and just speak a little bit about the intricacies of each one. And, and yeah, we'll get into the fun stuff. So one of the big places that I start with everybody is I share that there's only four types of human beings from a metabolic or glandular place that walk planet Earth. Okay, this has been studied for a very long time by scientists. They discovered this a long time ago. There's actually lots of books written about this. You can Google this stuff. But basically we know that there are four types of human beings metabolically, and they start with adrenal types, thyroid, pituitary, and gonadal. So those are only four, okay? Now what's interesting about your glandular, your metabolic type, is this has a lot to do with your body shape, your personality traits, and even your stressors and needs in life. So again, like to help us deal with, you know, stress and have better mental health, there's a lot of power in, like you're saying, knowing thyself. So why don't we just get started and talk? Well, and then on top of that, before we get started, the reason I kind of have had to use it and started using it more is because part of uh, my assessment with NIS and your very first visit, I do your glandular typing first. And we actually figure out which one you are. And then 
With each glandular type, there is a postural weakness associated with each one. And the literally the only reason you have that postural weakness is because of your glandular type. And then there's a nutritional absorption issue with each metabolic type. So the, the lesson there I always say is just because you put nutrients in your body does not mean you absorb them well. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, everyone. There's another big ding, ding, ding. So you can be actually, so for example, we'll talk about it. You could be like slamming like omega three, sixes, putting in lots of fatty acids. And then if you're a pituitary type and you're not absorbing them well, it doesn't matter how many you keep putting in because you can't absorb them well. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that we correct at NIS. But as we get into this stuff, you'll kind of see all the fun stuff that we get to pull from each type. Well, one, one question before you jump in is how, how are you doing that assessment? I'm sure people want to know, like, are you writing, <laughs> filling a questionnaire? Is it, is it intuition? Is it testing, like muscle testing? Or how, how are you figuring this out for people? So with the neurological integration system, basically what we do is we do a muscle test by actually holding certain parts of your body and your brain. And we basically challenge those specific points. And depending on which one shows up as a weakness tells us which glandular type you are. And it's pretty awesome, man. When I first started doing it, I had my, I was a little skeptic and I'm the guy that's actually doing it, right? So as I was <laughs> learning this material, I'm like, man, can you really tell this about people that easily? But it's, it's I'm batting a thousand, man, it's right on. And wow. it kind of freaks the, the patients out because when I start telling them, they're like, they look at you like, how the hell do you know all that? And I'm like, I don't know that. And your body just told me. So I'm able to give you information <laughs> from what your body is telling me. So it, it, it's, it's interesting. But yeah, it's all done through uh, 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 muscle testing, man. Yeah. Not, not to dive. Integration. Yeah. Not to dive too down that far down that rabbit hole. But what if people have questions about muscle testing? I mean, we'll have to do a, maybe a different podcast on that. But let's say someone doesn't really know what that is. Well, could you give a, just a quick overview of that? Yeah. So muscle testing is basically where we're working with the body's circuitry. Okay. So the ba basically the, the way I simplify it for everybody is we are all made of energy. Uh, another analogy I'll give is like, if I was to electrocute myself and touch you, you'd get electrocuted if you touch the next person. So we are also conductors of energy. So when we're, when we're performing a muscle test, a practitioner or someone who's trained in it is typically finding what we call an indicator muscle. So they're finding and isolating one muscle, and then they're using that to basically challenge things in the body to get answers. So kind of what I do is I have a conversation with your body by touching very specific points all over your body, checking different glands and systems and organs and cortexes of the brain. And it's able to give us information to help us understand where this circuitry uh, is basically not flowing. So you look back at like ancient medicine, like for example, acupuncture, we've mapped these, these energy highways and these meridians of the body for thousands of years. I mean, this is nothing new, right? And this is stuff that we understand. And so if you look at just like acupuncture, they show how there's a stagnation of energy flow or a lack of flow, it's moderation of flow or, or there's good flow, right? So we're assessing the circuitry of the body and the energy systems and we're trying to see where energy is not moving in the body and this affects function. So I always tell people, it's kind of like I'm tapping into your broadcasting system, your brain, your nervous system and all the energy of the body. And I'm trying to see where is that energy not flowing and how is it affecting function? And this energy is all influenced by all how all of our systems are working together, whether they're working in harmony or they're not. When they're not, we don't feel well and we have some problems. So when we do a muscle test, we're basically challenging certain things and we're getting answers from the body to give us information of where we need to look to make corrections, either with what we call neurological integration, where we actually turn the circuitry back on. Um, or like I've done years and years of applied kinesiology where you're able to map the body. The big difference between the two is AK, you're mapping the body. And with NIS, we're mapping the brain. But when you get upstream to the brain, we see a completely different picture and you get a lot of, a lot of answers. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge, man. And it's interesting how the body will give you answers when you challenge that force control uh, and, and see what shows up. And the biggest thing I always have to explain to people is, look, this isn't a muscle contest. Everybody comes in and when they start to go weak, they start compensating and they try to overpower me. And I'm like, look, we're not looking to see how strong you are. This is a communication thing. 
-hmm. Everywhere should be flowing energy throughout the system. Where there's a lack of flow, we're going to see something show, and that gives us information of what we need to address. But in all honesty, man, it's kind of cool. There are skeptics. It's very normal part of what I do. I have lots of skeptics that come in. But when they feel better after like one visit of NIS, the, the skepticism goes away like almost overnight. And then they come in and they're just like, pretty much what I get all day is like, I have no idea what you're doing, but I feel really, really good. I feel amazing. So just do do what you do. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I get all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I've had you work on me before too. And it's, I'm always blown away. And and you've shared some pretty incredible stories about this, this you know, awakening or this releasing of pressure or this downregulation of the excess or, or, you know, helping with the deficiency zones in the body and, and some of the, you know, and when the body's communication system gets in balance, you know, magic happens or essentially homeostasis happens so that a healing can happen. So it's pretty remarkable. Anyways, I know that was a bit of a, bit of a segue, but I think no, it's a really important one. No, it's right? very important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because so, that's how I'm able to figure this stuff out, right? It's just, yeah. we're talking to the body. So I, like I tell my patients, look, I'm going to sit and take a history with you and do a consult. We're going to figure out everything that, as far as your awareness is concerned of what you have going on. And then I'm going to take all that information and I'm still going to, I mean, it's important but then I'm going to just talk to your body and your body's going to tell me what's really happening. Mm. So it's interesting when you're able to assess this and get to this level as a practitioner, the amount of information you're able to get from your patients to help you help them. And that's why I've tried to master these skills. And to this day, I'm still trying to get better and better and better and grow my skills because I, that's how I help people, man, to be honest with you. That's why, that's why I'm good at what I do. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. All right. So you're you're figuring out a body a body glandular metabolic type through this muscle testing process and case taking, history taking, whatnot, and then you're creating a story based on what you're or not creating a story, but you're understanding this picture, this person, the story in front of you, based on what you're finding. So where do you want which which glandular type do you want to start with? So we'll start, man. So typically, like I'll throw the pa the patient on the table and we pull up and I just start challenging the four types. And one of them comes up as a weakness. So we'll start, let's just start with pituitary because that's what I am. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's say I do a challenge and you're a pituitary type. So pituitary types, the thing I, I always like to hit home with this type of person is we don't like to be rushed. So that's the pet peeve. We'll get there in a sec. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Let me go in a specific order. So pituitary types and gonadal types are people oriented. Okay, this is a big thing. And then you have other people, the other two types, the adrenal and the thyroid glandular types, these are task-oriented individuals. So you'll actually see these traits, right, depending on what comes up. So pituitary types, we're very people-oriented, we're stable, we're calm, we're supportive, we're very steady all the time, okay? Always the real calm person in the room, right? Um, and then, like I said, we don't like to be rushed. So this is interesting, right? Because I didn't know these things about myself. So I'll just tell a quick story. So I always tell my pituitary types. So if you have a day where you're having to rush all day and you're just busy, 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 how do you feel at the end of the day? And they're like, oh man, I'm like so exhausted and I'm wiped. And like, I just feel like I feel horrible. I'm stressed out. And I say, okay. And then if the day is, you're still busy, but it's more of a productive busy. You're not crazy busy. You're at a nice pace but your, your, the productivity is good. I was like, how do you feel at the end of the day? They're like, oh, I feel great. I'm fine. And so what's interesting there is when I learned this about myself, I was like, well, no, no wonder I don't like to be rushed. And I always feel like crap at the end of the day when I rush because it's just who I am. Yeah. So the big thing here is I tell my pituitary types, I'm like, you're going to set yourself up for failure and put more stress on yourself if you're rushing. So I tell them, don't ever load more on your plate than you can handle. And you can't be like, you know, committing to too many things throughout the day where you're just in a rush all the time because it's not going to work out well for you from a stress place. Mm -hmm. So then you can look at some pituitary types that probably are rushed all the time and their stress levels are off the charts and they have health issues. And then they're wondering like why they're always stressed out. Well, they're kind of doing it to themselves because they're not aware of what they are. So that's the big thing for pituitaries is we do not like to be rushed. Now, the needs is the other big piece for all these glandular types. I always tell people each glandular metabolic type has needs. Now, when we're at our highest stress points in our life, 
So like you got to think of these instances throughout your years and weeks and days when like stress levels are just really high and you just feel like you're having a really hard time holding on. This is typically because one or more of your needs is not being met. But if we don't know what our needs are, then we're constantly just in reaction to life and our environment. It's kind of like, yeah, you just have no compass, right? You have no idea why you're stressed and you just, you can't have any kind of active role in stress management because you don't have any awareness, right? So this is huge, just getting some awareness of what your needs are. So for pituitary types, our needs are security, approval, and appreciation. Now, this is also an interesting one because as soon as I heard these when I learned my granular type, I was like, what the hell, man? Like, this is crazy. So security is super important to me. That's like one of my big stressors. Now, this could be in many things in life from relationships to work, right, to family, to and there's so many different ways that we have security in our life. So anytime that's being tugged at in my life in any fashion or form, I get a little stressed, man. I can feel the stress. But now I'm more of aware in real time, if that's what it is, I, I'm like, okay, it's just because this is going on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address this because this is something that's, that's, that's causing stress for me right now. So the other one is appreciation. So Clarissa knows this one. She had to learn this early on in our relationship and in our marriage. And she found out that if I don't get enough appreciation, that I start to get really stressed out. So she, she's better, much better about it now and she picks up on it. And then for me, it's sometimes just like words of affirmation, right? I mean, it doesn't take much. It's just little things showing some love and she can pull me immediately out of a stressful state just by saying a few things to me, you know? And it's crazy how fast, like I'll be in a state and if that's what I'm, what, what I'm not getting and she says something, it's like, I just melt. Mm-hmm. And I come back to that homeostasis, right? That's that nice balance point. Now, the other one I, wanna, I left for last was approval. Now, what's interesting is I tell people some of these needs that we have, we can actually grow out of on your journey through life. So some of them you may have needed early in life, and then you got to a place where you got past that and you don't really need it anymore. So approval is that for me. I remember growing up, approval was really important to me. I was, I was always looking for approval from my parents, from my coaches, from my teachers, from friends. I mean, it was just this constant theme of my childhood and early, early adolescence and even early into my early 20s. But I think probably in my early 30s, I finally kind of grew out of like seeking that approval. And I got to a place where I just didn't need it anymore. It's really not a need of mine anymore. But the security and the appreciation is very important to me. So you can grow out of some of these. Okay? And then there's body, you know, I, told, I talked about body shape. I'm not going to get into the, the nitty gritty of the body shape, but each glandular type has a very specific body shape and morphology. So, I mean, you guys can look these up online and stuff, but like pituitary types are kind of built like you and me to some degree, right? We're not, you know, super big. We're not super lean. We're kind of like the in-between, okay? But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just interesting, man, when you look at these things and it's, it's done so much for me in my life and I know that the power in it. So I love sharing this stuff with people. So, so post, oh, go ahead. Just, if we were going to talk about the pituitary gland, um, so the pituitary, you know, sort of sits inside the brain. It is, there's an anterior posterior at each side of those that that gland releases different hormones and peptides into the body um is there how do you correlate the the mechanism of action maybe of the gland to some of these things that you brought up as you know needs and and uh, body type maybe even well it's interesting is like when you when you get a little further like into the gland you'll see metabolically how it affects for example our metabolism or it affects our body weight or even our stress levels and our ability to handle stress, right? There's a reason pituitary types are usually more calm and steady. We can handle stress a whole lot better than most people. And that gland's actually the beginning of the cascade of the endocrine system. I mean, you have hypothalamus, which is the epicenter of the brain, but then the pituitary pretty much is cascading the hormone cascade all the way down through the thyroid, right? Your adrenals and then your gonads and stuff. So these people typically, that's, that's why they're more calm and steady most of the time, right? They're not, and then like, we'll talk about thyroids in a second, but thyroids are like the opposite. Thyroids are always like overly stressed, yeah. right? They're very lean metabolically. There's a lot going on there. 
and they're always upregulated. They're high stress. Their nervous systems are always kind of wound up. Mm -hmm. I would say that our uh, pituitary type, it's more chill and, and calm because that's the executor, man. That's kind of the guy that's leading the show a little bit. Mm -hmm. so awesome. there's, just more, there's just more control there. Yeah. So you're, you're about to jump into posture. Oh, yeah. So with each glandular type, one of the big reasons we check it with NIS is because each glandular type has a postural weakness associated with it. And really, the only reason you have that weakness is because of that glandular type. So pituitary types struggle with spinal rotation. So it's interesting. I'll put people on the table. We'll, do, we'll rotate the lower half a little bit back and forth, and then they'll actually go weak. And I'll ask them, I'll say, pay attention to your spine as I'm doing this. And they'll notice like, ah, oh, it's just not moving real well. It doesn't really twist and rotate very well. And then we'll reset it and then we'll go back and do it again. They're like, oh my God, like it doesn't feel like it, it's just kind of feels connected now and it's moving more harmoniously. So they can feel it instantaneously on the table when we reset these things. And then the other piece, pituitary types struggle absorbing omega-3s. So again, the lesson there that I always teach people is just because we put nutrients in does not mean we absorb them well. So pituitary types would typically struggle absorbing omega-3 fatty acids. And real quick, um, just pulling something up real quick. I got a gajillion pages here. Um, so omega-3s, uh, these are huge. The greatest attracting demand for this mineral-wise is arterial tissue. Okay. And then we, me and Nick have talked about this a, a million times, but as far as food source, it's going to come from like krill and fish and things like that as far as food is concerned. But we've talked about, you know, what supplements and going to these parent essential oils and plant-based and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, such an important, right? It goes behind, beyond arterial. I mean, the nervous system, the brain, I mean, a number of your tissues in your body need omega-3s, the cell membrane, right? I mean, yeah. We've had many conversations. So this is a big one. I mean, if you're not absorbing this stuff good because, because of your glandular type and you're not aware, that can have big impacts on your health. So we're able to also make correction with NIS with this as well. So that's pituitary type, man. Well, it's interesting. I, I mean, I, I, I find myself probably more in that category, but maybe, maybe during this call, you can do a little muscle test, at, you know, at a distance and you can confirm that. But I was just reviewing a micronutrient panel that I did and guess what nutrient came up as a deficiency. Omega-3s. There you go. So, already muscle tested you. You are a pituitary. <laughs> Sorry, I did it without your permission. Yeah, no, it's fine. But I, I kind of already knew it because I know you, right? Like, I just totally. know the type of person you are. You're a lot like me. You're yeah. very calm. You're steady, right? I mean, like, it's yeah. funny once you learn these, yeah, how well you can, you can it. pick it up on people all the time. Yeah. I usually know what they are before I test them now. That's yeah. why I'll, I'll start with that test. So let's go into gonadals, man. This is one I see a lot of. And the other reason I want to talk about this one is a lot of times you'll see uh, the other aspect of metabolic typing is each one has another glandular type they fit well with romantically or love life wise. So pituitary types, they do well with gonadal types. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's just orient them to the body. I mean, you hear gonads, maybe most people know where that is, but let's, let's get specific. What, like as far as like body or like, where would you use, like where are the gonads in the body? Oh, so this is, this is sexual organs. So mm -hmm. this is for men, testicles, women, their ovaries, right? So this is just the other, that's the bottom part of the endocrine system, right? We talked pituitary, uh, thyroid, adrenals, gonads. So now we're at the bottom of the cascade. Okay. Now gonadal types, they're people oriented as well. So this is Clarissa, man. Mm -hmm. is like the life of the party, right? Mm -hmm. She's always like very people oriented. Um, she's very optimistic. She's the life of the party when she gets around people, right? Um, and most of the time, these types, when they're around like family and friends, like they love the spotlight. They love, you know, kind of being in and in, in getting all the attention, as I mm -hmm. should say. So what do you think their pet peeves are? Not they don't like attention. to being ignored. Yeah. So did you say I'll ask a lot of my patients this way and immediately when I say, you don't like to be ignored, do you? And they look at me right away and they're like, no, I don't. It really stresses me out. <laughs> so that's that's a gonadal type's pet peeve is they, they need the attention. And if you ignore them or don't give them enough attention, they actually will get very stressed. Mm -hmm. And they'll look for it in different ways, you know. 
Diego's a gonadal type. And so, but he's also an only child. So constant attention, man. If, uh -huh. if, I mean, if I'm talking to Clarissa and we're not focusing on him in any fashion or form, he's constantly going to talk to try to get one of our attention regardless <laughs> of what's going on because he wants the attention, right? He doesn't yeah. want to be ignored. And it's just interesting to watch his personality because of what he is play off of Clarissa and me. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, so let's see. So gonadal types, needs. So these are, again, needs. These are very important. So information and recognition are the big two ones. So I typically will tell my gonadal types, if you don't have enough information to make a decision in life, or you're maybe trying to move in a direction with your life, but there's not enough information at hand, how do, how do you do? They're like, I don't do well. They constantly need a lot of information. It's very important to them. And then recognition that these people aren't recognized for their efforts or, you know, maybe at home by their, their spouse or, you know, at work by their, their, their boss of, of the hard work that they're doing and what they're contributing. This will really, really stress these people out. They really, really need that recognition in their life. Now, the third one is popularity. This isn't as strong as one for most gonadal types, but some of this is very important. So this may be one, again, when you were younger, this was important to you. And as you gotten older, it kind of just lost its luster. But popularity is another big need uh, for these gonadal types. And if you talk to these people, they typically had those, those times and space in their life where they were very popular and just around lots of people. And like I said, life of the party. Okay, So very recognizable, these types. Um, now, their postural weakness is pelvic floor. So I see, or I'm sorry, not pelvic floor, pelvic unleveling. So gonadal types struggle with pelvic unleveling, which means that when they weight bear one side of their body, so let's say they put all their weight on their left leg or on their right leg, their pelvis will actually give out. It can't stabilize on that side. And again, this is just because they're a gonadal type. So we'll make that correction on these individuals as well. Now, this next one for nutrition is actually kind of fun to talk about. So gonadotypes struggle with manganese absorption. Hmm. So the big thing I'll always ask my women, I'll say, do you have kids? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, did you breastfeed? And they're like, yeah. So my ones that breastfed and didn't have any trouble, they always come up strong on this challenge when we check manganese. But it's interesting because the ones that couldn't breastfeed because they couldn't produce enough milk, they always come up weak. Why? Manganese is the mother's milk nutrient. If you're not absorbing manganese well, you will not be able to produce milk for baby, and this will affect milk production. Now, manganese is also very, very important for exocrine function. So this affects our pancreas, our enzymes, our ability to make enzymes. And we get manganese from things like almonds and apples and celery and blackberries and hazelnuts. Um, but yeah, that's a big one, man. And mostly, you know, like I talked, it's a big one for just digestion and assimilating and digesting nutrients, but also for women who maybe struggled with breastfeeding. Hmm. Or maybe you've had a kid struggle and you're going to have another child and you want to do better, go see an IS practitioner, just get it turned back on and you'll start absorbing it better and make sure you're eating lots of the almonds and the apples and the celery and stuff and it'll get much, much better. Oh, that's awesome. So you you mentioned a little bit about the relationship dynamic, and so do yes. you say pituitary and, and gonadal tend to be do well? Do well. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting, man. It's very rare. I think it's only happened twice over the last three years that I found somebody that's married to somebody that doesn't match up with their glandular type. Hmm. Usually, people just naturally have drifted towards their counterpart of what balances them out and really think about just these two glandular types mm -hmm. the pituitary type is calm and steady and chill mm -hmm. and the gonadal type is the life of the party mm -hmm. right and like they're like the opposite so they balance each other very very well when you look at a relationship wise they're kind of like a little bit of polar opposites there but they need it yeah. You know, the pituitaries need the gonadal type. Like we talk, our, our wives are like the salsa and the masala, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we need that that person to bring some of those things out of us. And then we, we bring the calmness to that person. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how those dynamics line up. Yeah. So did you do a muscle test on Sonia too? I have not yet. Yeah. We, we can try that. Yeah, let's try, try that. <laughs> so let's get into the other two real quick. So let's go on to thyroid because this is probably the third most I'll actually see. Oh, one, one other question on the gonadal. Yeah. Uh, body shape. 
So these people typically have the hourglass body. Right. So they're going to have very wide hips, very wide, you know, below the waist, a little bit wider. Okay. And then um, let's see what it says here. And sort of maybe weight distribution. A little, a little shorter, usually okay. a little shorter, more petite. Right. Yeah. And then um, high degree of sexual development. So typically breast tissue is a little bit bigger on these people. So they see, have a little bit more development of the sexual mm -hmm. organs and stuff like that. Um, males will have a lot of body hair, ample body hair with the males on the back. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see what's another, sh another trait. Um, and these people muscles are usually a little more softer looking. They don't have like the lean defined definition. It's a little bit more softer type of, of muscle. Right. Cool. And I actually, since I forgot, we have, we have a screen here. So that, oh yeah, is what. The gonadal type looks like on the far right side. It's a, no same person, just as they go through life. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Just gotcha. As, as you go through your journey, in, yeah, endocrinoids, and then the uh, and then and then what about uh postural pituitary? So that's pituitary, right? Got it. Good stuff. Um, you said there was a postural connection too, where where there can be. Well, that was, that was the pelvic unleveling on the gonad. Oh, yeah, the pelvic unleveling, yeah. yeah. Got it. So thyroid. So thyroid's another big one I'll see. And what's interesting is I don't see a lot of adrenal types roll into my practice. There's probably a reason behind that, mm. just off the personality. But we'll talk about that. So thyroid types. Thyroid types. These are pretty noticeable people as well. So thyroid types are task-oriented people, like we talked earlier. Not as good with people. These people can be very, very blunt. So if you've ever met someone who's just like real in your face, very blunt with their comments, right? They're straight to the point. Typically a thyroid type. They don't really beat around the bush much with their communication skills. Uh, they see the big picture. These people are really good at seeing the big picture all the time in life. Um, they accept challenges. These people love challenges. These people are typically very, very successful people. Very, very successful people. And they get straight to the point. Like I said, they're blunt. They don't really mess around. It's very straightforward of, of what they're going to talk to you about. And they don't have a lot of patience for people that, that don't get straight to the point. Okay. And then their needs. So their needs, thyroid types, you know, they're, like I said, they're very successful people, but their needs are respect, choices, and control. Hmm. Now, the big thing I hit home with them here is... There's really no such thing as control. Most, most thyroid types understand that about themselves, but what they do in life is they set up their whole day and their whole week and their whole month and their whole life to mimic being in control. Hmm. So every decision they make is based off of creating this platform that I have control, but they don't really ever have control. So what do you think really stresses these people out? the moment they don't feel like they're in control anymore mm -hmm. and things aren't going their way in life. So like a thyroid type might map out, okay, I'm going to do this and then we're going to get to this point with the business. And then this is going to take us here. And then by this time we'll be here. So if that doesn't go the way that they planned it or the way they broke it down, then a massive amount of disruption will happen in their life. Or if they can't have something the way that they want it, like for example, Let's say uh, they're in a relationship and they want to move in with their partner and their partner can't move in with them or things aren't moving at the pace that they want to them and they don't have that control. It's going to stress them out because they want to have it their way. Hmm. Big time controllers, big time controllers. So those are, those are the big needs of those types. And these people are typically very dominant, direct, decisive, determined, um, and then if you want to see the body type, very lean, very lean. Mm -hmm. And then these people typically you'll see, you'll notice, uh, one of the things I'll notice with thyroid types is you can see it in the eyes a lot. They usually have their eyes bulge a little bit. Mm. So the eyeball just sticks out a little bit more in the orbital on most thyroid types. Um, 
prolific eyebrows that meet above the nose, um, very lean like I talked. They have a tendency towards mucus, which is interesting. Um, and just some tidbits. They do really well with exercises like swimming and biking and walking throughout the week. Um, they need to, they're big, they need lymphatic drainage. These people, hmm. lymphatic drainage is huge for these individuals. And if they do too strenuous of exercise, this will fatigue them. Because I told you, these people are very upregulated. Mm -hmm. They're very wound in the nervous system. So if they go with too intense type of exercise all the time, this will burn them out. It becomes a bad stressor, not a good stressor for them. Hmm. And they don't do good with stimulants. So sugar and caffeine and like refined grains, they don't go well for thyroid types. This actually causes a lot of problems. So like I said, there is a little bit of dietary stuff that will play into each of these types. Yeah. And then what about structurally? So structurally, thyroid types, they will struggle with the pelvic floor. So this is a big mm -hmm. one. Pelvic floor, I mean, you know, with all your, your yoga stuff, how important the pelvic floor is. Yeah. These are basically the muscles, you know, on, on the undercarriage, as I say, between your privates and your anus. And plays huge into your integrity of your low back and your pelvis and your hips and a number of things structurally. So these people have a very weak pelvic floor that typically has to be corrected. Find those issues. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to assume like some of the, the thyroid tendencies might be like, like headaches just with like the upper shoulder, like constantly tense feeling, you know, um, and then just given the, the orientation of the thyroid gland and that zone, but um, it's interesting as pelvic floor. Yeah, and you know what I see? I see a lot of anxiety in these people. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, like we talk lifestyle-wise, if they're doing too many stimulants and they're doing these exercises that are too intense, right? They're yeah. kind of already winding something that's already naturally wound. Mm -hmm. So we can be working against ourselves, right? Yeah. yeah. So very, very... Um, it's interesting when you look at the traits of each and then what you'll see represent in their health issues. That's another interesting you know, point to talk about. There's, there's something to be said for when you, when you start hearing these, these types, there's, there's people that go, I don't want to be a thyroid type. <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun, man. That sounds stressful. I don't want to be that. Right. right? So, so, I mean, I mean, the, the beauty is that knowing, like you said, knowing this about yourself and then having tools to bring things in harmony, because it doesn't mean that you have to be, a direct uh well there's nothing necessarily wrong with being direct but a blunt uh aggressive high strung needing control kind of individual you can find a way to balance out those tendencies when you know that this is what's you know where your inclination is so well the biggest thing i'd say there is like there's a reason there's four types of humans walking planet earth if it was all just one type how boring would it be yeah man totally. we wouldn't have balance this actually brings balance to humanity because we need people that run at that kind of yeah, uh, that kind of RPMs or that kind of, you know, signature, because yeah. they're able to accomplish things that people like you, like I, that I can, you yeah. can, as pituitary types. Yeah. And then we need people like us, we need to call them steady people in the background, totally. right, to balance. But what's interesting is they all kind of balance each other out in some way. Yeah. So there's like this ebb and flow metabolically to all humans that walk the earth. That's what I think is cool about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Cool. So the well, I mean, thing. and then and to the point of you know the thyroids, just give them some credit. They can see the big picture, like you said. They've got energy to get things done. Sometimes that being direct is actually a, a massive virtue, especially when decisions need to be made. So uh, it's not all bad. It's just you know, I think they they may uh, you know have that that line to walk that's maybe a little bit more steady and and a place to find balance. Okay, let's let's jump into the adrenal. So the last one, I don't see a lot of these people interesting enough that walk through my doors. And there's probably a reason why, but these people, uh, adrenal types, they fear being wrong. And this is another task oriented individual. These people aren't very people oriented. They're task oriented. They use a lot of objective reasoning. Okay. Um, they like the details. So these people, they have that objective reasoning. They want all the details, all the details to make a decision. And then they like their independence. These people enjoy their independence. Um, but like I said, their big pet peeve is they don't like to be wrong. So these people typically know everything when you talk to them, right? <laughs> and so that's why they don't come in then. <laughs> right. And then if you challenge what they think they know 
and they that's their biggest fear is that they're wrong you're gonna you're gonna say something or do something that challenges everything that they think is the way it is and that's true that's probably why i don't see a lot of those people because what the kind of stuff that i do would completely disrupt an adrenal type they just probably would fall apart in my office because it, i'm so outside the box with my stuff man it would just really 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 be tough for them to wrap their head around it, all this stuff so they're very cautious, very calculating. Um, they're contemplative. They're very careful. Okay, um, and then postural-wise, adrenal types they struggle with spinal flexion and extension. So you take this person in flexion and extension, and they'll go weak right away. And this isn't again. This is big, right? I mean, how many times do we flex and extend all day? So these people don't have that great of a, uh, integrity in their spine for flexion and extension. Now their needs. Their needs are value, confirmation, and excellence. So again, these are also very successful people usually because there's a lot of excellence in everything that they do because it's a need for them. Uh, they need all the details right. I mean, they're constantly just trying to make sure they've got it right because they don't want to be wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So those are big, big for my adrenal types. Uh, value, confirmation, and excellence. And again, task-oriented individual. Now, oh wait, we didn't talk about the nutritional for the thyroid. So thyroid types, and then we'll do adrenals. Thyroid types need iodine. So your Makes thyroid sense. is the only gland in your whole body that needs iodine. It's the really only reason we need iodine, right? I mean, there's no other organs that need it in the system. And we're going to get iodine from things like kelp and carrots and eggplant and garlic, and kale and fish, um, but it supports our thyroid. So very, very important for thyroid types. If you're a thyroid type, you probably need to be getting those foods into your diet. And if you're not getting enough of those, food, those foods, you need to supplement iodine. So it's very, very important for your thyroid. Yeah. And then adrenal types, adrenal types struggle with, uh, Oh, it's been a while since I've been in a dream type. See, I told you I didn't see my mm. CoQ10. So CoQ10 mm. is the nutritional absorption issue for adrenal types. So CoQ10, very important for our mitochondria, our cardiovascular system, the heart, things like that. And we get this from sardines and herring. Okay, those are some of the food sources. Uh, but CoQ10 is the nutritional absorption issue for adrenal types. Mm. So that's the four, man. Those are the four glandular types. And again, like just to kind of come back full circle a little bit on these, let me just pull some stuff out real quick. Let me talk one more thing about the adrenal types before we move on. Um, so these people have a lot of stamina. Their, 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 their energy is pretty steady all day long. They can, they can kind of go long distances, a lot of endurance man, with their energy. These people typically don't get tired I probably knew a couple of these people uh, partying in college. They're the ones that can go all day and then party all night. And then like I'm falling asleep, like when the clubs are closing and they're still going until like five in the morning. And you're like, how are you still have energy right now? <laughs> I actually had a good buddy who was probably an adrenal type. Um, they heal very quickly. Um, steroid hormones help with their immune system. They respond very well to stuff like that but they're subject to more heart attacks than the other glandular types. And uh, these people tend to crave stimulating foods like salt and chips. Um, so those are just some little tidbits as well. You what know, about in body like, type? I'm imagining like, like a Hulk. Yeah, you're not wrong. Well, yeah. kind of. So that's typically, but yeah, very muscle bound. Yeah. See how they've got solid muscle foundation. Yeah. But as they go through life, if they don't take care of themselves, it can look very differently, as you can see. Mm -hmm. so, um, but yeah, man, like just talking energy wise, like pituitary types, we have our best energy early in the morning. Yeah. But we drop off pretty quick uh, yeah. by the evening. We're ready to call it a night. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in tune with uh, the, the, the moon cycle, right? We're getting yeah. that communication from above. So Sonia is a gonadal, man. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Because I, you know, as you were saying this, I could see there's there's tendencies in different areas. Because I mean, we will. There's going to be some overlap. There, there's yeah, going to be a dominant 
dominant picture, right? But, and the yeah. secondary. So yeah, and I tell people that too. That's that's it's important. You primarily have a primary metabolic type, but then you can have a secondary, another organ in the endocrine system that's kind of like your secondary one. So yeah. I always just point out the primary ones because that's mostly who you are. But we always typically will have a secondary mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, Sonia is a good man. That's probably why you married her. And then how does she do? Like, does she do well if she's ignored? Uh, by me, no. No, she doesn't no. do well. She, she might tell you that she would be, but yeah. If... <laughs> yeah. But it's well, interesting because, you, know, you know, we talked about this before, but something that's really important to her is that, that she's being recognized uh, and she, her love language is quality time. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if there's some aspect where I'm not engaging in, in whether it's going on a date or something like that, or really making sure that she's a priority, um, she's being seen and all that. Um, you know, it, yeah, that's, that's definitely an importance that's, to her. It's funny that you say that because Clarissa is the exact same way. Yeah. Her love language is quality time. But yeah. why? Because they don't want to be ignored. Totally. So when they get all of our attention, that's how they feel the most love. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, right? I mean, you start to think about these things and it's interesting how people naturally will fall into marriages, usually with their, 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 their match for their glandular type. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about Sonia, like she's really good being in the center of attention. And I can see that like, she used to, she's an incredible dancer and she performs and, and she looks uh, absolutely stunning when she wears her sari and she's doing, you know, the, the Bhangra, the Indian dancing or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, she can also, she also doesn't need to be the center of attention. It's interesting, but she's in the middle of finishing her book. And I can really see that there's this approval thing that's really important to her. Mm-hmm. Um, as she's about to, you know, share her ideas with the world. And, and, uh, and, I, and I know that there's a side of her that also does like that attention and, and likes the, the fact that she's got something where she can put herself out in the world. And, and so it's interesting, I think, even what people get drawn to, like she was always drawn to dancing and performing. That was mm-hmm. basically all of who she was. And it's funny because when her and Clarissa get together and they start... They're the life of the party. Oh, right? man, they totally are. <laughs> like it's, it's hilarious. Like the dancing, they're good about getting in front of people and just being yeah. themselves and just... Yeah. And they're amazing with people, right? I mean, our wives totally. are very, very, it's magical how good they are with people. Yeah. I mean, I, I've watched Sonia, but I watched Clarissa do it since I've known her. And mm-hmm. it's amazing with people. Yeah. It's, just, it's true that. It's so true. It's funny because as you're saying this too, I'm seeing my, my youngest son, Soren. So he's, let's, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, right? he's right. he's the center of attention. Like he has to be on, like he's he's got, I'm assuming he's got to be going at all where my, Older son, kind. He's he's very steady. He's pretty calm. He's calculated. He's he's internal, um, and yeah. So I mean, that's what I would that's what I would picture them as. And he's also he's also leaner too. Where Soren's got a little bit more bulk to him. A little bit. Is Kion, Would you say Kion maybe a thyroid type? Yeah, that's that's the other one I was wondering. Like he might be somewhere. So I'm actually picking up thyroid on because uh, he's I mean he's lean like he's really lean yeah. right does is he pretty straight to the point and blunt with you guys oh he can be yeah straight? okay yeah, yeah. and then does he he's more prone to anxiety too so yeah. that's it there's some yeah. of that there and he's yeah. very lean very lean yeah yeah um and how does he do uh let's see yeah like how does he do with big challenges yeah he does can he move tap- in a is he more task oriented, you'd say, than people oriented? Like I'm picturing him tackling a Lego project, and he's yeah. like, he's like, boom, he's on it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's very task oriented. Yeah. Because I've, I've even seen his Minecraft stuff. Man. Yeah. yeah. Legos and the Minecraft stuff. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's it interesting you start to see these things, right? Yeah. So like, if he's not, uh, we got to know our children, right? So it's easy for me because I have two gonadal types at home. So like, right. For me, it's like, okay, I got two almost the same. I just have to, <laughs> I have to mold this you two over here. Yeah. So you have a gonadal type. You have two gonadal types. You got Sonia and you have Soren. Yeah. Because Diego and Soren are like identical, right? Uh, completely. Yeah. And then I th- I'm almost positive, man, that Chiron is a thyroid type. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So his needs again, right? Or he needs to feel like he's in control. So if he ever feels like he's not, oh, that's him for sure. stress him out. Oh, man. But he needs choices. 
Yeah. So if he doesn't feel, we talked about this the other day. Yeah, Remember yeah. you told me, you're like, oh, I give him these choices, but then he doesn't want those choices. Yeah. So you're seeing it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it's funny oh, how you start funny. to see it. And then the other one's just respect. But I think maybe as a kid, the choices and the control are playing a big role right now. Well, respect's big too, man. I mean, like, I yeah. feel, you know, when he doesn't get the choices, like, he, he, he probably feels like we're not respecting you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But those yeah, two yeah. kind of run the gamut as a kid sure. because kids want more choices typically than what they're given, right? Like they always like even Diego, man. I'll be like, okay, you can do this or this, and then he give, he gives me his own choice. I'm like, no, yeah. that's not what I said, dude. I said <laughs> I said this or this, but I don't want to do those, Dad. I'm like, well, that's all we got, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, the control, man. If he ever feels like he's losing control, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, look, I mean, we're just talking about our kids and then how important is it to know your kids needs oh big time yeah i mean it's huge yeah yeah it's funny because i you know they're kind of like to the the discussion we had before where you know you don't really want to be the thyroid because they they sound like the troublemakers in the group but very um, successful yeah so all my thyroid types crazy successful driven people like yeah yeah And, and just thinking of like to be able to channel that energy into something that, that, that is very, you know, positive where we can find out where we're, where we can, our tendencies are towards imbalance. And, and I, yeah, I think that that's really, really critical information. So man, that's you're, you're, I, I love chatting with you. You're just a wealth of wealth of information. And it's just, I love seeing how you've integrated the, the NIS into how you help every patient that you work with. And, you know, and those of you listening, like, listen to this guy, he's doing, he's doing muscle testing, despite not me physically being there. Like, this is a real thing. It's, it's tapping into that energy system, which is no different necessarily than touching the, the physical point on the body and being able to pick up on that information. Um, I almost feel like we should maybe have a, we've talked about this sort of in different episodes, but I think maybe, you know, talking about some of these phenomenon, it might be an important discussion uh, as we go forward. Just, you know, our goal with this podcast is really to keep education going in a, in a world that you know, definitely feels like there's a whole lot of maybe challenging information to the contrary that our body has, has this power to heal. And, you know, if we have the tools to know ourselves more deeply, we can take better, you know, make better decisions for ourselves, take better action. And, and I, I think it's conversations like this that really allow that to happen. And, and, and then hopefully as you're tuning in, you're actually getting really, this is very interesting. It's interesting to, to know more pieces about yourself. And um, I think, you know, lots, there's a lot of different tools out there from Ayurvedic, you know, body typing to Chinese medicine to strengths finders to, um, I mean, there's all sorts of different ways to know thyself or human design, you know, um, to your horoscope or what have you. I think it's, there's some interesting stuff, but I love that there's application here and there's a way to, to you know, to work with your diet, to work with uh, your mindset, to, to maybe even like match relationship wise uh, in knowing a little bit more about yourself. And so that such great information, buddy. Well, I love what you say, man, because like you're saying, in all these things, there's truth and there's application. So horoscope, glandular, metabolic typing, archetype, like all those things can give you more information about who you are. Yeah. And the more, like you're saying, we know ourselves, the more self-awareness we have, the more we can navigate life and deal with stress much, much better. I mean, just the glandular metabolic typing has helped me so much in real time when I'm stressed because the moment I start to feel those heightened levels that I don't like to be in, I immediately ask myself, I, immediately, security, where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Oh, okay. Or, you know what? I'm not getting appreciation right now. So if I'm aware, I'm good. It helps the stress come down almost immediately because I become aware of what it is in real time. Yeah. But if I didn't have that ability to do that, which for most of my life I didn't, mm-hmm. I'm just stressed. And it doesn't it doesn't turn off because I have no awareness. And like Dr. you know, like Joe Dispenza says all the time, he says self-awareness is like the first place you have to start when you start to get better at these things. You have to become more self-aware. Mm-hmm. And from that consciousness place, it's huge, man. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you the, uh, maybe a personal question. Say you, you want, you want that, uh, I can't remember the exact words you used for, for that need uh, for the, 
pituitary type if it was it was i mean it's words of affirmation but it was it was it approval appreciation, or it was appreciation, it was appreciation that's what it yeah yeah so do you ask for appreciation do you do you talk to clarissa and say hey you know what i'm recognizing why i'm off right now i could just use some words of encouragement and some acknowledgement for for how i show up for you or like how do you ask for it you know it's interesting like one instant comes to mind i remember i was just really stressed out for a week or so uh and this is before I figured out my glandular type, right? And then I remember sitting in the car with Clarissa. So we went to lunch because she, when she comes into work on Wednesdays, we'll go to lunch together. Like I don't see her all day. I'll see her at lunch real quick, and then I don't see her again. But so we're, we're we go to lunch. We're getting out of the car, and she could just tell I'm stressed. So she's like, "What's going on with you?" And I was like, "I don't know." I was like, "I'm just like crazy stressed." And so then, like she just like in that moment just started showing a lot of love and appreciation and saying, you know, giving me those words of affirmation. And I, and it was in that moment, I realized like all my stress just kind of melted away for the rest of the day. And I mean, it was literally that quick, man. I'm not, not, not like it took days. It took like minutes for this to diminish. And I knew there was something there immediately. I was like, Oh my God. Like she just showed some love and appreciation and immediately I was good. But like, I wasn't conscious that that's what, that was it until she pointed it out. So like, again, you have no awareness if you don't know these things, but the power in knowing these things is so freaking powerful. And that's why I spend so much time on these first visits with my patients, because it's a, it's very important because I've seen how it's helped me and I know the power in it. Mm -hmm. And I, I would tell our listeners, like, you need to figure out what you are. So whether you kind of just from listening to us right now, kind of already figured it out or you need to go see an IS practitioner to get checked or whatever it may be, figure out what your glandular metabolic type is and start looking into this stuff because there is application and it will help you, but you have to learn it. You have to download it and then you have to <laughs> apply it and, mm-hmm. and then the magic will, will take care of itself after that. But yeah, man, I mean, it, it's interesting because once you know, you look back at your whole life and you see all your stress patterns, you see all of why you are the way you are. I mean, as a kid, man, like I told you, I was huge for approval. Mm-hmm. If I had a coach, for example, because I play a lot of sports. So if I had a coach that didn't give me like any kind of like positive reinforcement, how do you think I did? Yeah. Poorly. I, yeah. I didn't do well. well. Yeah. And my parents would literally tell my coaches, David is a positive reinforcement kid. If you do not give that to him, he will not perform for you. Mm-hmm. But if you reinforce and you give him that what he needs, he'll be the best athlete on the field for you. And they would tell my coaches, but what's interesting is enough, some of my coaches had the IQ of, uh, I'm not going to say it, and regardless of what they were told, they just do what they wanted to do. Yeah. But we all know that the best coaches in life are the ones that know their players. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where good coaching comes in. They know who their players are. Mm-hmm. They know what their needs are. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you'll see these themes throughout your whole life of why you stress and why things maybe happen to you because you didn't get the needs that you, that you wanted or why you struggled. So that's beautiful. I love that example. I mean, I think that <clears throat> often we can go back and go like, you know, where, where do we still experience some pain that, that seems to be showing up maybe in a different kind of way? <clears throat> and especially if we know that you know some of our needs are tied to those emotions we can start to really take a closer look at that and yeah i could i could think back as well as you're describing sports because that was again just like you my whole world when i was growing up that was how i that was my identity and uh when that you know, when that approval and that appreciation wasn't there i yeah the performance wasn't there either and yeah i see that in relationship i see that you know even you know in the work that we do it's like not that i need acknowledgement from every person but man is it sure nice to to really feel that appreciation when it's authentic and it's given from the heart it's it it means the world to us you know i imagine like because you're like me that's like it's fuel to your fire man totally like when you have that patient show that appreciation you in that moment you're like you you're you're filled it fills your cup right and you're like that's why i do what i do yeah you know what i mean so and, and like the kid thing again, some of these things turn into like emotional traumas for kids, because yeah. if a kid doesn't know what their needs are and they're struggling in these departments, like 
I had a coach that was always just a dick to me, excuse my language. And he just knocked me down all the time. And I so wanted to seek this guy's approval. And I spent like a year of my athletic career just seeking approval from this coach. And I never got it. And it crushed me, man. Mm -hmm. It was a a big emotional trauma for me growing up in school. And looking back, it completely makes sense now. But yeah, I mean, these turn into traumas and stuff with individuals if they don't know why, the why. Mm -hmm. Love it, man. Wow. There's so much, so much information here. And I, you know, I really, really hope you, all of you listening enjoyed the, the lessons that David shared and, and uh, yeah, dive in more. And, and maybe we can on the, on the podcast notes, we can list some resources for people to check out more. Maybe there's a book to read or. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We can, we can share that with people. All right. And that should be the homework. Know yourself. Know yourself, figure out your glandular type, and then understand what your needs are and your pet peeves. That's the big one. All right, brother. Always a pleasure. That was amazing. And uh, we'll see you next week. Awesome, brother. Love you, man. Love you, Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.